Welcome to another episode of the Victory Baptist Church podcast. This podcast is a ministry of Victory Baptist Church in Valdosta, Georgia. To learn more about our ministry and the impact it has had in our community for over 50 years, visit VictoryBaptistValdosta.com. Now let's listen to today's message from God's Word. this for Sunday school one time, so some of y'all may be hearing it twice, some of y'all may need it, I'm not sure. So Matthew 5, we'll start reading in verse number 1. And seeing the multitudes, he went up into a mountain, and when he was set, his disciples came unto him. And he opened his mouth and taught them, saying, Blessed are the poor in spirit, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. Blessed are they that mourn for they shall be comforted. Blessed are the meek, for they shall inherit the earth. Blessed are they which do hunger and thirst after righteousness, for they shall be filled. Blessed are the merciful, for they shall obtain mercy. Blessed are the pure in heart, for they shall see God. Blessed are the peacemakers, for they shall be called the children of God. Blessed are they which are persecuted for righteousness' sake, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. Blessed are ye when men shall revile you and persecute you, and shall say all manner of evil against you falsely for my sake. Rejoice and be exceeding glad, for, your, for great is your reward in heaven. For so persecuted they the prophets which were before you. So in this chapter, it is obviously the Beatitudes. It's a very popular chapter. And Christ is speaking on how we should live and the blessings that come with good living in our lives. So, our verse today, our main verse today is going to be verse number six, but we'll start in verse number seven, just point out something here. It says, verse number seven says, blessed are the merciful, for they shall obtain mercy. And one thing I noticed about a lot of verses in this passage is that it's an action verb. So blessed are the merciful, for they shall obtain mercy. So to be merciful, that's an action. But if you look in verse number six, It says, blessed are they which do hunger and thirst after righteousness, for they shall be filled. So if I tell you to raise your hand, y'all could all raise your hand. Tell you to run around, y'all could all run around. It's often like when you have a dog and you can teach it tricks. Not our dog, but often teach them tricks. And you say, sit, they sit, stand, they they don't stand. Um, Play dead, speak, whatever. Those are actions that they can do in the moment. But if I were to tell you to hunger, you can't immediately do that. I understand that we're Baptists and we're always hungry, but you can't immediately make yourself hungry. So I have an embarrassing story to go with this. A lot of embarrassing things happen to me. So those are the only stories I have. Sometimes I stand up to read verses and I... Don't read the right verses. Um, If you don't know what I'm talking about, don't figure it out. (laughs) But one time, so it was my freshman year, I believe, I, so I went there, I was in college, and you know how they say freshman 10, freshman 15. I, I think I lost like 10 or 15 pounds, actually, because every time I went to eat, every time, uh, supper or lunch, I would get there and I wouldn't be hungry. Or worse, it would make me sick. And so all day long I would be sick and I didn't feel good. 
And so I would get to supper or lunch, and I couldn't eat it. And then, so I was thinking about what it could have been, you know, stress or, I mean, the food. The cafeteria food is, is food, I'll say that. But the truth is, is that, well, and then one day, I was sitting in my dorm. It was about an hour away from I was going to go get supper. And so I was just sitting there doing stuff, and then I ate some of my peanut butter M&Ms, which I love. I ate some goldfish, which I love. Twizzlers, which I love. And then I realized that I had been, I eat those all the time. Every time I'm in my dorm room, I'm eating something. And so when um, it clicked, maybe, just maybe, I can't eat my supper because I'm filling up on everything else. It's like, you know, obviously your parents say, don't eat that, you'll spoil your dinner. Here I am, a college kid, 20 years old, spoiling my dinner like I'm five. Very smart. But the thing is, is that in our life, sometimes, spiritually, we're not as hungry for the things of God as we ought to be. And it's hard because you can't just make yourself hungry. Like, automatically. And sometimes there's even points where it might even, I hesitate to say this, but almost make you sick. You reject the things of God. You're a child of God, you're a Christian, but you see people up here pouring their hearts out to God and you just kind of reject it. And you don't hunger for righteousness. You don't hunger for the things of God like you should. So how do we change that? Again, we can't just make ourselves automatically hungry right, for righteousness. Becoming hungry and thirsty takes time. Definitely something I struggle with. I'm a perfectionist and I'm impatient. Those things don't go well together because I want it done perfectly and right now. But it's not about, it's not just about hungering one time for godly things. It's about hungering again and again consistently. Developing an Appetite for Righteousness. The title of my message tonight is How to Develop a Godly Appetite. So how do we do this? Number one, we must recognize the need. There is obviously a need for righteousness. Number one, globally, on earth, there's a need for righteousness. I don't think I even have to say this, but number two, there's a need for righteousness in our nation. This morning, and I'm really proud, I am proud to be an American. And I love Fourth of July, I love celebrating our country, but I'm afraid that we won't be able to celebrate it much more if we don't have righteousness in our country. And again, I don't have to say this at all. We need righteousness in our government. <laughs> Not only in our government, but in our churches. And the truth is, is that if our churches aren't being the so, not providers, but the, what's the word I'm looking for? If we are not being as righteous as we should be, there's no way our country is going to be as righteous as it should be. There's no way that the world will ever see God move in a big way if us as a church is not where we should be. In our churches, in our families, and Finally, most importantly, individually. Righteousness is 
known as being morally upright without guilt or sin. This is how God made us to be. When God made Adam and Eve in the garden, they were perfect, they were righteous. There was nothing wrong with them. But they sinned, just as we sin every day, just as we sin all the time. And because of that, we fall short. And so what happens? When we're hungry, we automatically know that we're hungry and nobody has to tell us. When we're hungry, we automatically know the need. I don't have to tell you. If you're feeling it inside your stomach, I don't have to tell you that you need to eat. And so as Christians, every day we need to recognize our need for righteousness. When I'm hungry, I recognize that, and I do something about it. But spiritually, do we recognize and do we do something about it that we need righteousness? So number one, it's, need, it's not the need for our own righteousness. And the truth is, is that if you go outside this church, everybody has their own form of righteousness. If we go to California, they're probably very opposite what we believe. There's a lot of people out there that are very opposite what we believe. The truth is they live within their own morals and their own do's and don'ts and laws. And if you judge them by that, they do pretty well. But if you judge them according to God's word, it's nowhere near where they need to be. It's nowhere near God's righteousness. So the world has their own form of righteousness. Even professing Christians have their own form of righteousness. If you look in verse number 20 of Matthew 5, it says, For I say unto you that except your righteousness shall exceed the righteousness of the scribes and Pharisees, ye shall in no case enter into the kingdom of heaven. So in here he's saying that the Pharisees have their own version of righteousness. And I feel like this happens a lot in Christianity. We have this kind of look-at-me righteousness, where we do the right things without God, and we do, we're trying to live our Christian lives where sometimes we just feel pressured into be a good Christian, but we're doing it without God. And it's this kind of Pharisee-type righteousness. Oftentimes we look everywhere but the Bible to find out what true righteousness is. So it's not only, the need is not for our own righteousness, but the need is for God's righteousness. So number one, God's righteousness can always be found in his word. This is the standard. If you're confused about what's right and wrong, it's in the Bible. It, you know, it's not, sometimes the verses aren't easy to understand, but that's why we have to study. That's why we memorize. That's why we learn. If you're not in the Bible, eventually you're going to get very confused about what's right and wrong. So not only is God right, God's righteousness in his word, God's righteousness always points back to himself. The thing is, is that there are Christians out there, like I said, they have a kind of look at me righteousness, where they do all the right things, but it's just for the wrong reasons. But if you're really truly living for God, it'll always point back to him. Everything you do will point back to God, if you're truly living for God. Not only do we recognize the need, not only, <laughs> but we need to, number two, empty ourselves. So, obviously, I couldn't eat supper if I was full of 
goldfish, Twizzlers, and M&Ms. <laughs> but the thing is that so, so many of us recognize the need, but we can never truly be filled with righteousness because we are already full of everything else. Number one, we need to empty ourselves of sin. What we listen to, what we watch, what we do, pet sins we have, who are we with, what do we allow in our lives. I, you can't have the righteousness of God in your life and sin as well. The thing is, is that we can often fill ourselves with the junk food, per se, of the world, which is sin. It tastes really good, but it's really bad for you. As the Bible says, there's pleasure in sin for a season. I can eat Twinkies all day, and that tastes good, but by the end of the day, I'll probably have numerous diseases from Twinkies. <laughs> Actually, I don't like Twinkies. They're kind of nasty. They're too much. But yeah, it might taste good, but that doesn't mean it's good for you. And one thing I've noticed is that in it's hard to do good. And it doesn't, it's not as, sometimes it's not as, I don't want to say pleasurable, as doing sin. But sin is very pleasurable, and it, it tastes good, but it's bad for you. Number two, we need to empty ourselves of self. Number one, our own desires. Sometimes we reject God's righteousness because it goes against what we want and what we think we need. Our sinful flesh doesn't desire righteousness. But the Bible says, no man can have, uh, sorry. So our own desires, but number two, our own righteousness. So no man can have two masters. We cannot live in the righteousness of God, but also in the things of the world as well. And we will never truly be filled with the righteousness of God and do the right things if we're constantly filling ourselves with the wrong things. So some of us need to recognize the need. Some of us need to empty ourselves. Number three, we need to seek after righteousness. Some of us need to seek after righteousness more than we already do. How do we seek after righteousness? Number one, in our relationship with God. Obviously, this should be high priority in our lives. If you don't have a relationship with God, you can never truly achieve um, perfection. And I don't, I don't think you can never achieve perfection. But we can never be who God wants us to be if you are not developing your relationship with God. He not only, he helps you to become what you need to be, and he gives you what you need. In reading God's word, like I mentioned, everything you need to know about righteousness is in God's word. If you're not reading it, you're not going to know. In the Council of Righteous People, this is another thing I struggle with. I'm, I kind of, I don't know, I try not to get help. Getting help from me is really hard sometimes, because again, I like to do it all on my own. But we can't, one thing I've learned is you can't, you can't do it on your own. And you don't know everything. So in the council of righteous people, get with good people. So seeking after righteousness, growing in righteousness is pretty difficult. And one thing that 
I've struggled with in my life and I still struggle with is that I often, I know what I ought to do, but I wait for like this motivation or this sense of purpose or this desire to come out of nowhere to push me along to do what I need to do. But sometimes that doesn't just come out of nowhere. Sometimes we have to just do it even though we may not want to, even though we may not understand, do what's right, even though it's hard to, and then motivation, purpose, uh, desire, that hunger will follow you. Because the truth is, you don't start out hungry for righteousness. It's something that happens over time. And the more you eat good food, the more you want good food. I mean, how many of you have things that you hated when you were a kid, but your parents forced you to eat it, and now you love it? Mine is Brussels sprouts, which I, I still don't understand why I like them. They smell awful. But I just ate them so much that I'm used to them now, and I kind of like them. But the thing is, is that the more you get into the word, the more you appreciate it, and the more you'll love it. And you may not have any motivation and purpose, in the beginning, but the more you just do what you need to do, despite what you feel, despite what you think, that motivation, that purpose, the desires, the hunger will follow you. And it won't carry necess necessarily, but it will help you. So in verse, go back to verse number six, it says, blessed are they which do hunger and thirst after righteousness, for they shall be filled. And y'all can come to the piano. I'm already done. But blessed are they which do hunger and thirst after righteousness, for they shall be filled. As we continually hunger for the things of God, for righteousness, God will fill us. And that's the thing is that if you go out into the world, you will constantly be hungry, but you will never be filled. You will never be satisfied. But with God, you will constantly be hungry, and he will always fill you with what you need. So y'all can go ahead and stand. I don't know what your need is tonight. Maybe you just haven't been recognizing where you are spiritually and your need for righteousness. Maybe you haven't been emptying yourself like you should. You're so full of your own desires, your sins, so many things in your life. And maybe simply you just need to seek after righteousness better. <laughs>